Welcome to a special holiday edition of the Tribunal. I'm Danny with Joyous Jameson. It's got a burn under it. And Christmas Worm. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) Happy Hanukkah. We did it. We just watched episode 10 of the challenge Battle for a New Champion. We saw more bad politics, Berna embarrass herself, and a scheme backfire. We're going to do present or coal, Jameson's jolly deets, and MVPs and losers. But first, some questions. Wern, Jay took a big swing this week and sent in Thailand. Are we ever going to see an actual big swing on this season? You know, it, yeah, it's not really much of a big swing when you are the person who's calling all the shots on the show. But, you know, uh, I don't think so. It's I feel like the way that chaos is designed is that you can't really make a big swing. I mean, you can just possibly send someone in to possibly send someone else in and then maybe not have either of them face elimination. Uh it's a little disappointing in some ways. Like, I love the vets coming back. I kind of almost wish it was like, we all just pick this person, they're going in, and uh, they're facing a vet. Like, I feel like that would be more exciting in a way. Like, it's almost like tedious at some points of, of like, you, you got to pull out the thing, and does it say a name, or is it the the giant mace or whatever? And uh, <laughs> that's only happened once. It's like, just... Can we just plant like three maces in there at least to make it interesting? Yeah. You know, uh, just who cares? Especially if the, Chris third, wants- if the third one was just like, I know that the vet gets to pick, but the vet doesn't know any of those people. Like, why not yeah. have a random name on there? You know, totally. 100%. Chris wants some chaos. Okay. You know, you can't fucking make the name of the show chaos and not have any fucking chaos. It's pretty organized if you ask me. Um, yeah, no, I don't think it's a, a very big swing. I mean, especially because I just learned Kylan's name this week. I don't even fucking know. I mean, I've seen him. You know, he's talked, but like, I don't really. He's not really like a a big time player in in my in my eyes personally. But you know, Jay is gonna Jay. You know, that's what he does. Um, he just thinks he's he's scheming. He's you know politicking. He knows what he's doing. He's so cool. He's got it all down. And meanwhile, he's just a big old dork who is just trying to you know look like he knows what he's doing but um i'm with you chris i just think like it's hard to take a big swing when you really can't affect the game that much you know you can pick two people hope one goes in but like there's not that kind of badass move you're like oh shit they said this person's name no one saw it coming um and especially with the like the everybody sits on the couch once they say that first name then everybody just fucking follows along and it's like all right, so we know who it is right away. You know, there's not that, like, secret reveal or, you know, mic drop moment, really, with this this season. I just want to know what's keeping them from throwing in Horacio. They're all terrified of being in a final with him. He's he so cute. So be, cute. He seems to be on his own. Wouldn't that be the big swing, or is it just because he's too cute and too hot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why they're not throwing him in. I feel like... I think they're scared of Norris. I think Norris has a little bit more power than than we think. Um, later uh, in uh, Jameson's, what'd you call it, Danny? Juicy, not juicy. Uh, uh, jolly deets, but you jolly know. Jolly deets. That was decided five minutes Nerese. ago, so yeah, it can be whatever you want. 
Well, I, I'm, I'm down with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had some, some info about her. She's, she's a little bully. And so I think that they're all a little scared of her versus being scared of him. Yeah. Well, first of all, Horacio was on the winning team in the daily side. I don't think he was allowed to be voted in. He definitely True. would be the bigger swing. Um, I kind of feel like, and while we're talking about Horacio, I kind of feel like he needs to start taking this game by the scruff of, of its neck a little bit. Like, He's just hoping to kind of skate by um, and not really affect anything. But, like, you really do have to, at some point, like, assert your will on the game. I think, like, I think back on, like, someone like CT, like, obviously a great competitor, right? And, like, Horacio is a great competitor. However, CT also made moves uh, in the game, would also be, like, just politicking, socially moving things. He knows who he wants to get out, and he's going to fight for that. Um, where Horacio seems like more than willing to just kind of roll over, uh, you know, after that daily where they're like, okay, he goes around. I thought this was an interesting exercise where he says, what's a name you can't say. And he said, Kylan, he said he couldn't say Kylan. And there was only one name that wasn't named as someone they can't say. And that was Corey. So how you don't direct that on the Corey is just yeah, kind of beyond me. I feel like it's a pretty obvious answer at that point. And so the fact that he didn't like push the game in that direction, uh, I think is just kind of telling of how he's playing it. And I, I, you know, maybe he can get to the final on performance alone, but like at some point, everybody's going to realize this guy's a real threat. I don't want to run a final against them and they're going to start trying to eliminate him. And that's a yeah. great call out Warren, because that was the first time all season I was like, oh, this is like a smart little thing he's doing where he's making yeah. everybody yeah. say, what can you not say? And then he's the one that lost out on that debate. It just completely backfired. It was interesting to see, like, he doesn't really have any sway in that part of the game. At all. Another good point where it is, like, Corey. Like, how the fuck is Corey just squeaking by every week after week? Um, you know, he's really not that great of a competitor. But, man, he really gets in the weeds and the politics of everything. Yeah, they were like, you know, Corey's really done a great job since letting us down. So yeah, he's rebrand. They said rebrand. Doing what? <laughs> like, he he had that weird deliberation and then just has sort of, like, gotten more involved in, like, the pol- – like, I, wh- what has he done? Nothing. Nothing. Really, in the – the span of like the TV time, it's like this is like over the span of like four to six days, right? Like <laughs> four to six days since he just like completely <laughs> like threw Melissa and Big T under the bus and like for nothing. I, I yeah, it just but seems kind of re- crazy. Reality back. show like time doesn't like exist like in the normal world. You know, they, people fall in love in forty eight hours. They get married in a couple days. Like it just doesn't. None of it. It exists in reality. It's true. You know, one thing I want to say, too, that I miss uh, before we get on to another topic is we're talking about big swings and eliminations. One thing I do miss is just the tension of, like, I think this is part of the problem. People get voted in, but they don't even know if they're actually going to compete. Like, there's still only a 33% chance that they're going to be the person who goes into the elimination against the vet. And, like... You can kind of feel it like the tension's not really there in the lead up. Like they're just kind of like, well, maybe they won't pull my name. 
Whereas before, at least there's like this tension of like, you're going in and you're definitely going in. And like, there's those moments in the in the club or the bar where they're like trying to negotiate who they want to go against. Or even the times where it was like, okay, this person got voted in and now we voted this person in. And they're like sizing each other up, you know? And there's like two camps against each other or whatever it is. Yes. Kind of that like pre-elimination uh, tension between you know, the competitors essentially. And right now it just feels like I get it. There's chaos of like anything can happen when they step down on the floor. But at the same time, it's like, I'm kind of betting that it's not going to be me. You know, that's what it feels like. It's taken some of the strategy away because to your point, when they used to be able to do that, they knew they were going in. They could be like, all right, if you can tell it's a physical challenge, throw down that little twerp, Jay, I'll take care of him. Now that's all gone. And they're not even facing each other, right? It's like, cool. So now we've got uh, Highland and James are the two people who could possibly be in elimination, but they're not even like going against each other. So there's not even like that, like tension between tension that. between it's, the two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wish that was even an option. Like, if you're going to do the options, it's like one of the options should be like the vet pulls a thing and they face each other and the vet takes $5,000. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know how you can worth their time, but. Uh, it just seems kind of like, eh, kind of missing it. Well, this whole this whole kind of structure, I, I can see them never going back to it again. Like it just, they're, they're trying a bunch of different things, bringing the vets back. It feels like an in between season, you know, before the the fortieth, and so they're just like trying shit, and it's it, the the reviews are in, and they're not good. Well, did you say the fortieth was going to be like all champions? That's what that's the rumor that it's going to be a bunch they- of champs. Maybe they're like they're like we need some more champions. So yeah, we have a bunch of uh, newbies who have not won, so we can have more champions to compete on the champions only season. Did you? I'll tell you one thing: whoever is the fucking champ from this season is going to get worked in the fortieth season. Just (laughs) worked. It's not a real champ. I mean, and also, did you notice um, TJ like multiple times was like Kylan. Great job saving that ten thousand dollars for your team, Kylan. Like, way to go! You you banked ten thousand more. It's like these people don't care at all about this wrinkle. They they ha- they don't mention it ever in their deliberations. They don't care. No. No, no. it really should be like they did a few seasons ago. You got to win an elimination to like make the final. It should be you got to win an elimination against the vet to make the final. Totally. Like, yeah, I, I just can't wait. I just can't wait for the final season where whoever wins is like, I can't believe I won $110,000. This is crazy. (laughs) So, Uh, Jameson. Yes. We do have a competitor that's in desperate need of a rebrand, and her name is Berna. What advice would you give to Berna if you could sit her down and give her your expert challenge advice? Number one, uh, don't don't talk. Uh, <laughs> number two, um, drink seltzer water. Um, number three, uh, you know, find those people that connect with you, the the one or two people, and just ride that wave, and 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 you know, try to try to get out of there unscathed. She just, I, I think, what the issue is is like it, you notice how all of her her kind of you know fights or you know little tantrums happen when she's drinking and you know i think it's just kind of obvious that when she gets drunk she just she's that classic 
look, I'm, I'm just saying. She's like that classic girl who just gets, you know, has a few too many and just loses it and thinks everyone's against her and, you know, wants to fight everybody and, you know, like won't even listen to you as you try to talk to her. It's the worst. It's the worst when you're talking to someone like that. And she just, and she's just like not fun to watch. Like she just kind of like doesn't bring any competitiveness or, you know, scheming or, you know, nothing. So I don't know, man. Berna, I'm out on Berna a long time ago, but it just, it's kind of excruciating to watch, you know, every week. Also, I'm constantly trying to figure out what her accent is and where she's from. And it's driving me crazy. I can't figure it out. Is it Eastern Europe? Is it, you know, is it, is, is it is somewhere in Asia? I don't know. I can't figure it out. It's driving me nuts. Is she from Israel? I, Why do I think she's from Germany? Is that right? But then she oh. was speaking with the blonde, the blonde one, um, like oh, Russian, yeah. I thought. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, may, uh, yeah I don't know. Um, yeah. I, James, I mean, I, you kind of nailed it. Like, don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> like every time she was talking in this episode, it was just so annoying. Uh, just having those like forced heart to hearts with Michelle where she's like, you know, it's like she she wants something. But then when Michelle's going to give her what she wants, she doesn't want it, you know, and it's just like, geez, I can't really think of a more annoying kind of person than that. <laughs> and like part of me, like, doesn't understand why Michelle's even being nice to her at this point. You know, like I get that. You know, Michelle said they're friends outside. Of, like, this doesn't seem like a friendship. Uh, and maybe Michelle is like, you know, obviously she's made a play for like making a run this season politically. So she probably was nice to everybody who's going to be on the show and whatever. She's getting those like votes behind the scenes. But at some point, I'm kind of like, well, Berna's kind of alone in this game. Like if Michelle could just seize that, it's just like, just cut her loose like this person is not worth the time or energy it's got to be miserable to like deal with that I don't want to deal with that I don't even want to listen to it on the show it's just like this is not the kind of drama that I find fun to watch it's just like exhausting it is um there's going to be lots of times in life where you may not gel with a group of people especially an already established group of friends and what I've never seen work is approaching those people and being like, why don't you like me? Why don't you like me? That's never going to work. They just hate you even more because then you're desperate and unlikable. So both of you are saying the right thing. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Go try and be the person that goes unnoticed. Colleen doesn't seem like she has many close buds in the house, but she's getting along. All right. You know, you got thrown down once, but you bounce back. You, you just stay under the radar. People move on. She just makes herself a target, and I can't wait for her to go home. Yeah, she can't keeps, wait. Keeps taking out those butt cheeks in the daily challenges. It's just unnecessary. <laughs> Nobody wants that. A lot yeah. of butt cheeks going on in this show. Mariah, <laughs> chill out. Uh, someone who turns shorts into a thong every day. God. <laughs> Let's do present. Or cold, Chris Wern. It's a brand new game um, that we've never done totally before. Different. And totally nothing different. like anything we do. Uh, so this week we learned that Ed was a martial arts champion, <laughs> internationally uh, recognized judo or whatever it was. Taekwondo, that's, that's what it was, taekwondo. Uh, and it got me thinking, 
you know, they showed some pictures of him as a little kid. He's got like eight medals around his neck. And I was wondering, is there any form of like youth sports or sport that has more flagrant and bigger trophies than martial arts? Killed it. Well, sorry, President or Cole. <laughs> that was a close one. I thought you were going to say President or Cole. There's a chance that Danny knows Ed somehow in <laughs> growing up. Um, I'll go first. Uh, no, man, they 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 take the cake. They're always high as fuck. You know, they're always like three feet tall. Uh, those trophies. They got some great moves with a little karate guy or gal. You know, kicking a leg out. You know, oh yeah, I mean, positions, Chris, that I can never do, no matter how much yoga or burpees I do, I can never do some of those positions. Um, you know, I think that the trophies are extravagant, and why wouldn't they be? Because the whole, you know, sport has different colored belts. You know, you got all these different colored belts. You got to get a pink belt. There's a purple belt, guys. So yes. The flare is up the wazoo. You got to keep it going, not just with the belt, but with the trophies. Present all the way. Uh, present as well. I mean, that's their whole business model. It's kind of cultish. You work your way up to these belts. Every single karate school you've ever seen has the trophies in the front window just so that kids like Ed will see that and be like, Oh God! Look at that! Those big ass trophies right in the window. I gotta get yeah. in here. I gotta kick. Yeah. Some, gotta kick some ass and get those trophies. Let's go! So yeah, give us that accent, Danny. That's what I fucking love, man. <laughs> so present all the way. I mean, I, it works on almost every kid. Like you at least consider signing up, mainly to get your hands on one of those trophies. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah, it's a it's a big triple decker trophy present. Uh, I've seen some some martial arts trophies. You know, after I watched this episode, I had to look it up. I was like, what? You know, is it just my memory, or is it they always that big? I saw one that was bigger than the kid that had it. You know, it was like by like by like two feet. I was like, how's this kid supposed to even hold this thing? It's like a little girl, and it was you know she's maybe like three and a half feet tall, and this trophy's got to be like five six feet tall. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> where do you put it where do you put that thing yeah they got well, once you get one. there's medals hanging off the trophy it's like oh yeah it's a whole thing fit in the car you gotta strap it down going back from your karate tournament it's crazy <laughs> you gotta chop it in half you gotta do a hee-yah you know on the fucking yeah. trophy people have harder times putting christmas trees in their home or easier time putting their christmas tree in their home than the freaking karate trophies did it's you crazy. guys did you guys ever did you guys ever do karate like one little one round nothing no. no, I think I went to I think I went to one class and then I'm I, I think I got like a pamphlet. I went to um a birthday party that was at a karate class, which is a weird one. And you know, they tried to sell us all on it. And after one class, I was like, all right, I think I'm I might be awesome at this, and then never went back. So yeah, I think my karate <laughs> experience is like karate kid and watching like Tiger Shulman's commercials and like wanting to do that, but never actually doing that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, no. it seems in, too intimidating to actually go through with it, I think. Um, and just, I mean, Jameson, like, just, uh, just to answer, you, um, my first cousin did go to high school with uh, with Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Six degrees of separation. Everybody's fucking connected. I forget I, if I, I said I, this. I gotta... 
in high school, he was a pole vaulter. So this kid was just picking the weirdest individual sports one person could pick. And uh, I love it. Ed, just an amazing guy. Guys, I, I think Ed is Ed's so pure. He is just a pure human being. You know, like he, he doesn't care about what you're doing. He wants some Wawa hoagies and just fucking hang out, you know, smoke a joint down by the dunes. You know, like he just is like hanging out, man. I, I fucking drinking water. Um, I, lo- I I just wanted to try the accent as much as I could. But I love Ed. He's really grown on me. I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, I like him too. I think he's a he's a good competitor. I'm interested to see how far he goes because I think he could he could go a good distance in this competition. And this episode had me worried. They were giving him the edit like he might go home. Yeah, they were. They were. Yeah. And he wasn't even on the stop floor. doing that. Why do they do that every fucking time? They give the edits like, okay, these three people are getting the attention. We know right. that one of them is going in or going to go home. Like it's just so obvious. I'm happy they threw they like threw us off at least for once. It was good. Yeah, they worked. Made me think it was going to be chaos and he was going to go in, but fortunately, no. Jameson, what do you got? Um, you know, speaking of Ed, uh, a lot of shirtless boys on this episode. You know, they're just really showing us those those pectoral muscles and. You know, uh, James's torso is really strange. Real quick, just it really my, is. Not even what my th- it's like a like is his bottom half much longer than his top half, or the, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but so, anyways, I digress. Uh, there's a lot of lot of like sexy, you know, dudes, women, everything going on, and everyone's hooking up. There's a lot of hookups going on, and I just, I you know, President Cole, is this the horniest cast we've had in in the last ten years? Um, what do you think, guys? A lot of little horn dog. I hmm. I mean, I want to give it a present, but we don't see enough of it to mm. like they they're focusing too much on the politics where there's obviously a lot of canoodling happening, and I need to see that for it to be the title of horniest in the last 10 years. So <laughs> I'm gonna give it cold, but I think if it was properly edited or properly captured, yes. they might get the title because it the way they talk, it sounds like there's multiple hookups per person going on, and we're, all, we're not even halfway. I don't think it's going off. It's going off. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I, Danny, I think you make a good point. If there was uh, visual confirmation, they very easily <laughs> could be. However, I am going to point out that ten years ago it was. 2013 and i feel like there was a lot more hooking up at that time we kind of like that was pre-challenge becoming uh you know million dollar prizes or whatever it was and so it's like a party more for fun you're there to party and like play games you know um if it was five years the last five years i'd say yeah very good chance uh again need that visual proof but uh yeah, I'm going to say Cole on this one. I think in the last 10 years, I'm going to guess that around that 2013 time, maybe it was a little more raunchy, but uh, it could be. It could be. Maybe yeah, it's I, like a Cole wrapped, you know. It's ra- a present. Yeah, Cole wrapped present. I see. So for me, I, I think what's tough for me is I'm lost. I'm lost in the, the juicy deet sauce. And I'm just hearing about all these fucking side hookups. And then I'm watching the show and everyone's just ripped and sweaty and just fucking you know making out and going off into the other you know going off in in the black light and snuggling up i'm just 
uh, there's a lot of hookups going on. And so I'm going to give it a present only because um, it's, it's, people are hooking up, especially Emmanuel, uh, you know, four different women in the house right now. He's up to uh, it's just it's pretty bonkers. So I'm going to give it a present for that reason. But it, I like it. I mean, we need some hookups. If we're not going to get the competitive side, give us some uh, some raunchy, you know, rocket. But I agree. Give us some visual con- confirmation. I don't care if it's like night vision. Give me some night vision. I want some night vision. Just show the blanket pulled up over the two of you and, you know. Yep, one thrust. Me. That's it. <laughs> just the move, the movement of the blanket. That's it. Yeah, just we know. We're, we're big boys. We know what's going on. All right, Danny, what do you got? I mean, mine's not a lot of fun, but, um, you know, Darrell has sort of made a comeback <laughs> to the challenge after being away for a long time. And he came back for a couple proper seasons. He got sent home by Corey once. Um, and I, I just feel like maybe it's time for him to hang it up. He's he's a legend. He, he won four straight, as TJ said. But at some point, it has diminishing returns. So present that Darrell should retire or Cole, if you think he should keep at it. I'm going to say present. Uh... I think, you know, Darrell, obviously, like you said, total legend. I think the brain's there, the body maybe isn't as much there as it once was. Uh, I still think if he was thrown into a season, he can make it far, you know, but it's kind of like this thing you see with athletes where like, there's some guys that like just leave while they're on top, you know, and it's like kind of the ultimate way to leave the game where like, you'll have other guys who just kind of keep coming back. And I'm not saying Darrell is that, uh, but they keep coming back and, you know, it's almost like it just gets worse and worse and worse for them every time. And it's clear they can't really hang anymore. And it's just sad for everyone to see, because you remember how good they used to be. Um, I don't think he's like quite there yet, but like, it's kind of like he should just leave while he's still kind of near the top, you know, like respectfully bow out. Um, I think he's still a great competitor. Um, it's just sometimes you can't quite do everything you know you used to be able to do, which is unfortunate. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's funny, Danny. I my other killed or prisoner Cole was about Darrell and like whether or not he is he's underrated. I think a lot at the same time. Like maybe he should. You know, like I when they, when TJ said he's won four in a row, like I was like, wow, like. He just he doesn't get the the kind of attention as much as bananas and and, some, and CT and but he he's kind of a legend he's he's won a bunch he's been around forever uh, and he just he's really lovable too you know he's just like he's just like a easy to easy going like yeah man I'm just a good guy I'm having fun you know and uh, but I do think he's, he needs to hang it up but so he, I will give it a present as well but I, I would like to see him in the 40th season like one more time give it your all and then you're out, you know, like, I think that, uh, that would be kind of nice to see him with all the champs. Cause he, he deserves it. I mean, having four of them. That's a great caveat. And I will copy that. I'm going to give it a present. I think it's time, but if there is really this all champ season coming, he has to be there because not many people have won four of these things. Yep. Time to get juicy. With Jameson's Juicy Deeds. Sick. Oh, la 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 I want some Juicy Deeds. Put them in my ears. Um, Here we go. So 
here we go. We got some juicy deeds. Uh, first up, this week, guys, Mariah posted a song where she was singing about betrayal and hurting you. And let me tell you, it it was real awkward. And it was, she. I mean, okay voice, but really, it, did you expect Mariah to play guitar and sing? No. She plays guitar too, huh? And she played the guitar, sang a little bit. Her guitar was also, um, very, it was a made of plastic. It was made of plastic too. Sorry, that was too far. That was too far. I can't. I couldn't help it. Um, <laughs> um, next up, James. Speaking of plastic, James got a nose job, um, and he uh, posted his po post surgery uh, pics. Um, it's not confirmed whether the surgery was done, you know, for looks or for you know actually he had you know something going on. But yeah, he just got a nose job. Um, let me clear something up here. A lot of people will use a deviated septum as an excuse to get a nose job. <laughs> I've had a deviated septum. I got it corrected. It has nothing to do with the outside of your nose. So anybody that tells you that is a liar. They just got a nose job. And you should just say, hey, I got a nose job. So, you know. Just, just, just commit to it. Yeah. Come on. Chris, anything to add? <laughs> no, I have no experience with noses. I love my nose. Thank you. He loves the nose. Okay. Uh, speaking of season 40, uh, uh, we got a, a released release week. It's going to be dropping mid-March. So, boys, we got some uh, maybe a little break in between, but then season 40 coming out. Um, very exciting. Yeah. Um, March Madness. We talked, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, about how did, um, you know, Tori spill the be beans to uh, Mariah about Johnny and all that. Well, actually, it wasn't Tori. It wasn't Tori who told Johnny Bananas. Um, Big T uh, admitted that she was the one to tell Johnny about Mariah and James. I assumed it was Devin. So that that's some... Yeah. Some... Wow. That's, kind of that's a good little deed. And then last but not least, guys, this deed is kind of graphic. Uh, but I'm going to share it because it's kind of bizarre. And this is why I said earlier that Narice kind of is a bully. So this week, Norris went off on Olivia uh, and said, and I quote, I'm not, I didn't write this. This is what Norris said. You're a fake ass pathological liar. And the majority of the cast knew that. You sucked Emmanuel off a week after we got to the house. And he was embarrassed by it. And you made up lies that Kylan wanted, wanted you to, but you just wanted to suck him off too. So um, really crazy. But uh, Norris just coming at, Coming, coming at Olivia this week on Twitter. The best, the best part is him being embarrassed by it. Is just why? Was it in front of everybody? Like what, what? What was so embarrassing? I mean, what do you think are the chances that Narisa is just jealous because she hasn't kissed Horacio yet? <laughs> that's, that's true. Everybody gave Kylan a hard time. Horacio won't even smooch. Kiss, you know? kiss, kiss. <laughs> Those are all the deeds. I didn't think that I would say those words on this uh, podcast, but first time for everything. Yeah, I didn't either, but I'm glad you did. That's what the holidays are all about. <laughs> present. Big present to those deeds. <laughs> MVP of the episode, Chris Warren. Uh, not a lot of people stuck out for me on the MVP end this, this week, but uh, 
you know, felt like it was a toss up, but I'm going to give it to Ed this week because um, obviously he got a good edit. He didn't get sent into elimination. And most of that is because he clearly has some kind of favor with this U.S. alliance, even though he's kind of just doing his own thing. Uh, and I don't think he'd be someone that you'd want to run a final against, like we kind of talked about earlier. So I'm going to give it to Ed, my MVP this week. He's doing something good in this game. He got Me too. Uh, I'm going to give it to Ed as well. Uh, he just got a great – he's a great dude. I want to hang out with Ed, you know? Good dude. MVP. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Um, I'm actually going to give it to Kyland because he handled going in like a man. <laughs> he didn't, uh, you know, complain. He sussed out who was at fault for throwing him in but didn't, like, make a big blow-up scene or anything. He was He just sort of, like, tucked it away. Then he handled business against Darrell. So, Kylan, MVP. Loser of the Makes episode. Sense. Chris? Uh, my loser this episode looks like they're getting older with every episode that comes by. And this episode, he did not have a hat on very often to hide his hairline. And it's Jay. Uh, <laughs> man, there was some unfortunate shots of him in there. He looked like the guy from the Tales of the Crypt uh, while he was still alive. <laughs> oh, he's my the, loser. The hair was giving Tales me of the crypt. Richard Simmons vibes at times, too. You know, like it was like curly and up, but receding. It looks horrible, man. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's being found out a little bit, um, which I can't believe that took these people so long to figure out he's pulling strings. But like. Seems like maybe he's being found out. So I'm curious if that's going to play anything later down the uh, down the road. JMO? Uh, great loser, Chris. Uh, he is such a dweeb. Um, I'm going to give it to Berna this week. She just, again, she might get the most uh, losers uh, of the season um, because she just, you know, every single time she kind of, you know, opens her mouth and does parties, which, by the, which, by the way, what do they talk about at these get-togethers now? You know, I mean, probably just kind of boring. You know, you're going to the same people just every all the fucking time. Uh, no thanks. Um, they got to add some randos. You know, some that could add some hookups. All right, I'm talking too much. Burnout loser. Um, I'm going to give it to Mariah for the second week in a row. Darrell came out and just said, "Hey, don't worry, I'm not going to tell Johnny." And in her little interview, she's <laughs> I'm sick of everybody coming on here and saying negative things to me. They're not saying negative things. They're just pointing out that you are cheating on one of their friends. That's uh, that's just a fact. That's not nothing negative about it. It's just a fact. And uh, until next week, that's it from the tribunal. Don't be a quitter. Don't be a layup, Santa. You guys killed it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hooray. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We did it. <laughs>